It's the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. With your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Robin Ed with you on this Wednesday afternoon. And joining us right now on the program, he is the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party, Caleb Heimlich. Good afternoon to you, chairman. How are you? I'm doing well. Good afternoon to the both of you. So we know there is a a bit of a difference uh, on either side of the Cascades in regards to some attitude regarding COVID-19 and some of the response uh, that has come from Olympia. Uh, on the eastern side of the state chairman, as you can understand, there is more and more growing uh, discontent about the decisions the governor has made. But I think one of the things that we don't know over on this side is exactly what the temperature is in your neck of the woods. And most people over here just take for granted that the west side is going to go along with whatever the governor says and so on and so forth. But what is the pulse over there right now? Because there are a lot of counties outside of the king that are being overly impacted by his orders. And I'm wondering if there is that same sentiment growing on the west side of the state against some of these orders. I think absolutely it is growing over here as well. I think like a lot of Washingtonians and me personally, when this first came out, there wasn't a lot that was known about the virus. And people were generally supportive of taking extra precautions and kind of the immediate action. But six weeks later, uh, after we've been still staying home, I think there's a growing frustration of what's the plan? How do we get people safely back to work? Right now, one out of five Washingtonians are filing for unemployment. That's 20% plus of people that aren't able to provide for their families and are out of work. And so I think what we're seeing uh, is not just people on the east side of the mountain starting to express their desire to let safely open things up. And I'll give you one specific example. Just yesterday, three Democrats, uh, legislators out on the peninsula, the senator and two representatives in the 24th, which is up in Clallam County, sent a letter to the governor saying Clallam County would like to move forward into phase two and open more businesses and sectors of the economy up because they have some manufacturing and stuff there. And they said, look, if we don't get things open soon, uh, we're going to lose these jobs for good. So I think that is the growing sentiment really across the state to the governor, which is why we uh, launched this kind of email campaign. So for any of your listeners, they can go to WSRP.org and then click the link, and you can do a quick one-step email to the governor just saying, look, we need to start opening things up. And we've already had over 600 people use that tool to send a message saying, yes, we need to start safely reopening the economy. We're talking with Caleb Heimlich. He's the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party here on The Bottom Line. Now, Mr. Heimlich, uh, the, one of the, the things that I have noticed in, in the debate, whether it's on this program or on social media or just out in public, is that this subject, the the COVID-19, the response by the governor, and the wanting, the wanting to open things up again has become largely political. 
Is that really the case? Is this really a political issue? Or is that something that uh, certain people are throwing out there, uh, you know, to to make it a political issue? Oh, I'd give you an answer kind of on both sides of that. First and foremost, at the beginning of this crisis, I was on a couple different news stations. I think you saw a lot of Republicans saying, let's put politics aside. I mean, we want to we want to follow science. We want to follow data. We want to do what's best for our communities and for the people of Washington state. I think, unfortunately, the governor kind of brought politics into this by constantly attacking the president, uh, tweeting about it, going on CNN, going on MSNBC. I think some of his arbitrary decisions as the process went along that we were going to allow public construction but not private construction, uh, that pot and liquor stores could be open but not certain other retailers. And so I think as the arbitrary nature of some of those decisions came out, that that injected politics into it. But I would argue, again, as I just did, at this point, there is kind of a bipartisan consensus. You have uh, the mayor of Tacoma had sent a letter saying, let's get people back to work in different capacities, these Democrats up on the peninsula. And so it's not just the Republicans versus the Democrat governor. Uh, And the final example I'd point to is the governor of Colorado. He's a Democrat, and he's been starting to open their economy, basically saying, we can't afford to, pe- to keep people locked down forever. It's not sustainable. People have to go back to their jobs, and they have to be able to work to provide for themselves, to provide for their families. If we keep these small businesses closed for another month, many of them are never going to open their doors. So I do. I think hopefully we can move this past just a right and a left and a political thing and recognize that there are small business owners that are Democrats, but they still want to conduct their business and do it safely. Now, you you mentioned small business. We talk a lot about that on the program, and and I uh, we know uh, that a lot of people care about that aspect. But I want to play devil's advocate a little bit, because some of the arguments from the other side are that all certain all the Republicans think about is business. They don't care about the health and safety of people and opening too fast is not is not prudent. It could even be dangerous. What would you say to those folks that that say that the only thing that Republicans care about is opening up the economy again? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I think we have to acknowledge that a job is more than just money. It's the dignity of work. It's the dignity of being able to provide for your family. And it's also the health and well-being of the individual, the stress that that applies to the family. Uh, Domestic violence has been up when you have people locked at home and there's stresses there. Alcoholism is on the rise. And so there is more. It's not just the dollars and cents versus health. It's a complete discussion of the individual of we have to allow people Uh, to have these steps to be providing for their family, to be providing for their future. If you keep people locked up forever, there are stresses and there are health consequences there, Um, even specifically in the medical field. When we've said you can't have these so-called elective procedures, some of those end up being pretty significant when it comes to limbs or other things like that. So I think there is a, a full discussion of health involves getting people Uh, in to see their doctors, to see their dentists, and do these things safely. So I think first and foremost, I would kind of push that point. And then the second point is absolutely as part of this 
discussion, we need to be considering the health of customers, the health of employees. It's not just about the business owner. Any, any business owner that cares about his employees and his customers is going to take those precautions to keep people safe because, hey, if, you're, if your customers and your employees are getting sick, your business isn't going to be around for very long either. And so I do think the question it all comes back to at this point, I would argue, is how long and at what state does the governor get to control everything? Or are we going to start allowing different counties to begin to address the situation on the ground there and begin to allow a little bit less less control that's been centralized and allow more decision makers to be a part of the process so we can do this safely. And we're talking with Caleb Heimlich, the uh, chair of the Washington State Republican Party here on the News Radio 610 KONA show, The Bottom Line. Chairman, maybe I'm one of the only people that's noticed this. I, I doubt it, but um, anyone with a shred of empathy obviously feels for anyone who's been impacted with the loss of a family member, friend, coworker, uh, as a result of this pandemic, not just in Washington State, nationwide and worldwide. But the one thing that I've noticed when the governor speaks, he will refer to those who have been impacted by the virus itself as far as loss of life. But he doesn't talk about those that have been impacted with their livelihoods. He doesn't show empathy to the small business owner. He doesn't show empathy to the unemployed who are currently collecting checks and don't know the status of when they may or may not be able to return to work, if at all. As every day goes by, we hear about more businesses that are not going to reopen. Am I the only one that has observed that, or is that something that's that's starting to ring around, that the empathy is there for those that have a loss of life, but not for a loss of livelihood? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think a lot of people have recognized that. And one of the things, uh, even addressing the previous comment that Ed had made, uh, the, de- the governor likes to highlight and basically put up a straw man that says Republicans don't care if people die. And it's like, OK, that's the only thing Republicans, they just care about the bottom line. They're OK with people dying. But I think in, in addressing this, we have to look at all the different elements of the individual. First and foremost, absolutely, is that physical health that the governor has really focused on of keeping people healthy from the virus. But then the second and third elements of that are your financial health, financial well-beings of your family, your future, your plans, and those have been impacted by the virus. And not to mention a lot of people that are filing for unemployment, the process has been almost overwhelmed and not everybody is even getting those checks. So we have families that are really struggling financially and it's impacting their ability to get food and pay the bills now. And then the third element of that is that is emotional well-being. I mean, there's more than just the physical well-being. There's the emotional well-being. And when people weren't able to go out and fish or go out and hike, uh, the stress there is, is pretty significant as well. So I think that is one of the things Republicans have tried to been pushing is, yes, absolutely, we need to address the virus and the physical health of our community, but we also need to address the financial health and the emotional health uh, and make sure there are avenues for people to stay healthy in all areas and all phases of their life. Now, Chairman, another thing, too, and you mentioned the emotional health, and we know that certain counties around the state have seen uh, numbers regarding suicides increase uh, since the coronavirus pandemic has kicked in. We don't hear the governor addressing mental health either in this, but 
maybe because it's not an opportune time. He seems to be a champion of mental health, but he hasn't acknowledged that toll either because, I don't know, could you argue they're attributed attributed to COVID-19? But we have seen suicide spikes in the state of Washington. Well, and there's no question that was kind of the point I was trying to make is that opening the economy is not just about the bottom line and the bottom line for a business owner, that there are stresses associated with with losing your job. There's stresses associated with unemployment and the despair that follows that. And there's a well-documented research link between kind of economic hardship and an increase in suicide. And so we do... Uh, need to be kind of taking that into account as we're making public policy, as we're deciding how to proceed, is we have to balance all of those different factors. And to just say that the physical health trumps all and we're going to stay locked down indefinitely for that toll alone is missing out on those other elements and those other parts of the picture. And certainly, uh, I think it would be great if the governor could kind of acknowledge that, acknowledge the plight of small business owners and acknowledge the hardships faced by Washingtonians because of the situation we're in. And that is what Republicans are trying to give voice to as we're arguing, let's let's start phasing in an incremental approach to opening our economy, especially where it's safer and where we have counties that have significantly fewer cases. Um, and let's start to get our state on the path to recovery in all different areas. We're talking with Caleb Heimlich. He's the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party here on the bottom line. And, Chairman, if anybody wants to, uh, once again, follow that link to send a direct email to Governor Inslee, uh, where are the different resources they can use in order to send that email? Yes, if you go to wsrp.org slash Inslee message. So that's the direct link to that page. Otherwise, if you just go to WSRP.org and the homepage, you'll be able to see something there where it says, send a message to Governor Inslee. It's just a short three-paragraph email that you can send that basically says, Governor, uh, it's time to start opening our state up. Um, And that will go to the governor's email as well as his chief of staff and some of his other executive staff. We just want to make sure the governor is hearing from everyday Washingtonians Uh, There's obviously a lot of different efforts right now, whether uh, there's multiple lawsuits being filed over this to start pushing the issue. Uh, But we think it's an important step for regular Washingtonians to be able to petition the governor uh, to start moving things forward in our state. Mr. Chairman, thank you for your time this afternoon. Uh, Appreciate you joining us. Be safe, be well, uh, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds great. Thank you very much, Ed and Rob. Appreciate you. Caleb Heim, the chairman of the Washington State Republican Party, here on the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KA. We're going to take a quick time out, come back, and there's more information to confuse information regarding COVID 19 that we'll be more than happy to share with you as medical professionals continue to debate on both sides of the COVID 19 spectrum. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610kona. Bottom line, News Radio 610kona, 547 1610 is the number if you want to get involved. 
And if you would like an extra level of safety during the coronavirus pandemic, whether it's for you, for your family, or for your business, stop by and see CBD American Shaman. They are across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. They're offering free to the community, absolutely 100% free, a sanitizing wash and a sanitizing gel that works amazingly. I've used this product for two months now. I use the gel on my hands. I use the wash at home. I use the wash on surfaces here in the studios. 15 seconds, you put it down, you wipe it off, it immediately kills viruses and bacteria on contact. No harsh chemicals, no alcohol, no CBD. It is pure and simple. Hydrochloric acid mixed with water, and that combination kills bacteria and virus on contact. Like I said, the sanitizing gel is safe for your skin. It's used as a wound treatment, hypochlorous acid is. It's also got a number of other functions. Do the research for yourself like I did. I mean, I took quite a bit of time to dive into hypochlorous acid, and I'll tell you what, it is everything it is advertised to be. So stop by CBD American Shaman. They'll bring it out to your car. They do curbside uh, delivery right out there to your vehicle. Right across from the Grain Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. Pick up your free sanitizing wash or sanitizing gel today. So there are some different reports out, Ed. For example, scientists are divided on the effectiveness of face masks. It went at the beginning where face no, masks... No, 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 no. That can't be. It is. They told us, you wear a face mask out in public, you're good. Well, no, they told us in the very beginning that face masks really weren't going to work on this. Oh, no, but the government's told us. Well, the government is telling you, yeah, that you you You, you, you need have to wear to a face mask to protect yourself and those around you. But here's the funny thing, because more often than not, when you hear about face masks, you hear about the N95. That's the one, the N95. Well, that's the Cadillac. Right. Now, you've got you know a lot of different face masks out there made of a lot of different materials. And, you know, there is a report out there. Okay, from a multidisciplinary group from the UK's Royal Society saying wearing face masks in public, even if they're homemade cloth, can help to reduce the virus's spread. Well, of course, an associate professor in cellular microbiology at the University of Reading said the report falls short of delivering new evidence and too casually dismisses precautionary principle when addressing the possibility that masks and coverings could have negative effects on people's behavior. Until there's more evidence... That's all advice can be made on. It's, it's, unless it's delivered in either direction, it's just opinions. Again, we have people in the scientific field that are at odds over things that are presented regarding this. You want another one? Okay. They're now talking about the mutation of the virus. Oh, yes. Well, and, we, we and, talked earlier that there's a, no, a number of different strains even in the United States. Yes, but... What they're finding now, and and virology 101, is that the more a virus mutates, the more it weakens. Oh. Okay. Dr. Raman Askoy, a cardiologist and a CEO at Fox Fox Hall Cardiology, talked about a study that found coronavirus mutation mirrors a change that occurred as the SARS virus began to weaken. It is the SARS-CoV-2. It's called Muller's Ratchet. Hmm. He said this is how they go away. They typically mutate as well as herd immunity to attenuate weakened strains that no longer make people so ill. Well, it's funny you should mention that. We got to take a time out, pay some bills. On the other side of this break, we were talking about the COVID parties. Yes, in in Walla Walla. In Walla Walla. COVID! 
I'm going to up the ante. I bet they're drinking Corona at those parties. Ha. I'm going to up the ante and head a couple hours to the north. And I'll explain what that means when we come back. Eh? Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. You can also email us by going to the website, 610KONA.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment, Ed and Rob, and you. And we were talking earlier about. Uh, what was going on in Walla Walla, although we know it's going on in other places too. But this whole idea of having a COVID party, a uh, a, a forced gathering, uh, a mix of people that are COVID positive and unknown so that you can purposely get COVID-19, uh, you know, and the whole thing like what a lot of parents did in the past with uh, chicken pox, you know, so their kids could get chicken pox, you know, little Johnny and little Susie got to play together because, you know, one had chicken pox and the other hadn't. And so get that over and done with. Well, as you can imagine, a lot of the health uh, professionals are saying that COVID parties are a pretty dangerous uh, way to do things. And in Walla Walla County, that's what they were saying, that, that in fact, they're they're tracing contact tracing investigations found that yes in fact three or four of their current positive cases are because people went to these covid parties so now we'll travel north into the palouse the pullman city council had their uh, regular council meeting last night uh, remotely of course as everybody seems to be doing And the talk centered around the governor's uh, reopening plan and the smaller communities uh, needing to get no positive cases over a three-week span, and then they can petition to reopen. Well, Whitman County, where Pullman sits, has gone now 14 days without a coronavirus cases. They're, they're, they're two-thirds of the way there. They've gone two weeks without a new case, and they need to go one more week. But one of the city council members for the city of Pullman had an interesting idea to address the current stipulation about having to go three weeks without any new cases. This three-week waiting period of no new cases makes me think that maybe we shouldn't get tested. Let's get to the 21 days and go. That's right. Pullman City Council member Al Sorensen questioning out loud at last night's Pullman City Council meeting that we're already two weeks into this, and if we get one positive case in Whitman County, we got to start back over, you know, start the clock all back over. We're almost there. We're two-thirds of the way there. Let's just not test anybody and cruise on into the third week and uh, call it good. 
And of course, people were outraged at uh, at that notion. But ha- is is this where we are with this? That that municipalities that are so desperate to reopen are going to actually try to skirt the system. And whatever you think of Governor Inslee and his plan or lack thereof is is what Pullman City Council member Al Sorensen calling for akin or in the same ballpark as COVID parties. I think he's pretty sneaky. Um you know But is it irresponsible? Yes. It is. It is irresponsible. Um a, a an elected official should never intentionally make a decision or even proffer making a decision that intentionally could be harmful to the public health and safety. And that's what that is. That is exactly what that suggestion is. You know, to turn around and say that we are going to stop testing or we should stop testing for a week just so that we can reopen is dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I shouldn't say dangerous. I should say it is reckless. It is irresponsible. Um, it doesn't matter that they have had zero cases. You know what? If you're fortunate, you'll go another week without a new case. But to turn around and submit fraudulent data because you did not test and you chose not to test instead of continuing to test and taking the numbers in as they are, You know, that's irresponsible. It's irresponsible to the people that you are elected to represent. What do you think? 547-1610-509-547-1610. Email us by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. And again, this this is one council member in the city of Pullman. This is not even something that the entire body, you know, uh, approved a resolution on. This was part of the discussion. It was one guy's opinion. It certainly goes to the frustration that many uh, municipalities and individuals are feeling about wanting to reopen. And, I, you know, I, I agree. I think that this goes a little bit far, Look, <laughs> you know, just, you know, trying to circumvent the system, you know, I'm I'm usually not an, an advocate of, but I get where they're coming. Well, not they, him. I get where he, Al Sorensen, is coming from. Look, I would like to say and I would like to believe that one case in three weeks is not going to be enough to force you to the back of the line that you're going to have to wait another three weeks with no cases in in, in Whitman County. Well, that's what the, the governor has lined up I, for I, those, those smallest counties. I understand that, but if you've had one case in three weeks, I, you're not on the verge of an outbreak in any way, shape, or form. Well, I'm telling you, Rob, but, the governor has blown this Well, the go- because the governor, look, we all know that he is, he is an absolute disaster. He's and this is not the the tip of the disaster iceberg. He has been a disaster for seven years. This is not new. 
This is just disaster in the face of a crisis. Yeah, it's on full display. No yeah, he's, he's been a disaster from the time you've walked in the door. You're on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Max calling from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Well, just a quick observation. My wife and I drove up to Yakima on deck today, and in the process, we went through a couple of. Uh, by a couple of big new schools, and there was all kinds of people there. I asked my wife, I said, what's going on? Oh, they're passing out all that food. And I said, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And then I was kind of reflecting and thinking, you know, in my parents' time, people would have had to have been starving before they would have gone down and taken a handout. Uh, we noticed a number of vehicles in line for food, brand new, practically, big, shiny S10 pickups, all kinds of stuff. And I don't necessarily blame the individuals, and some of them could be misleading, but we created this entitlement thing in our country today that has given people the attitude that government is going to provide for them in one fashion or another, and that they're entitled to it, and everybody else has taken it, so why not? So whether it's government and fraud or just citizens doing it, I think it's a sad state of affairs, and I don't support food banks much anymore because now we got them giving college students food, and they become self-effacing almost. And I know that's a bad attitude, but I'd rather go to some private organization that has a has a real uh, feeling for who needs to be helped. And versus just passing stuff out on the street to anybody who comes by. And uh, I, I, America needs to change and go back to I'm responsible for my own well-being. That doesn't mean someone might not need help. They might. But it's way out of hand. That, thanks for the call, Max. Appreciate the comments. And always appreciate hearing from you, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. Um you can disagree with how elected leaders are handling certain situations, okay? And you can even believe that they are misleading the public in the direction that they are taking things. And when you begin to wonder whether or not they are misleading you, it's because you don't necessarily believe they're being transparent in the process. And and that certainly goes for Governor Inslee. Uh, I think some other people may have some questions in different parts of the state about what they're getting from from their elected leaders. Um, But the one thing that you can't do, you just can't do, my opinion, you can't do, is what we heard in Pullman. You you, you can't do that. You you cannot make even, even just the suggestion. I mean, think about this just for a second. You know, we've talked on this program a few times, and people have called and asked about recalling people and so on and so forth. In order to get a recall, you need to prove misfeasance and malfeasance. Is making even the suggestion of committing data fraud to the State Department of Health or your local Department of Health? by refusing to test and then putting that forward as an accurate representation, does that fall under misfeasance or malfeasance? Could. 
I mean, that that is an absolute dereliction of the duty and responsibility of an elected official. Look, nobody's happy about any of this. And everybody wants to get open as soon as they can and get their economies up and running. But it's the responsibility of, of elected officials to do it legally and up front. Now, granted, you could question the governor all day. But we have no proof of anything. You can question his motivations. You can question his data. You can question what's going into the decision-making process. But he hasn't done anything that falls under misfeasance or malfeasance. But making a suggestion to stop testing and then submit that as accurate results, that's not in any way, shape, or form an acceptable approach to try and get the end result you want. 547 509 Got to take another time out. Back with our final segment. A few more minutes to go. Still a few more minutes for you to uh, be a part of the program. Giving us a call or emailing us by going to the website 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. This is the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottomline610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Final segment of the final hour on this Wednesday afternoon. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you, 547-1610. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, Ed, Rob, Rick Alder, uh, Rick here from uh, Pasco. What's up, Rick? Say, listen, you know, I, I went to I went out to the grocery store today just, just as a, an interesting uh, observation, if nothing else. I'm in the mid-60 group, so I'm, I'm in one of the so-called affected groups that everybody keeps talking about. But it was amazing. I went to two different grocery stores today, and there were a lot of people wear a mask. But almost without exception, everybody that wasn't wearing a mask, me included, was 16 above. I just thought it was kind of interesting. Uh and I actually talked to one of the guys and his wife as well. And I said, why aren't you guys wearing a mask? And they said, for what? I, there was no reason. I mean, these are the people that were supposed to be affected by this. And none of us, almost without exception, guys, were wearing a mask. Just thought I'd bring that up. Interesting. And you Rick, know, appreciate the call. And again, it's it's all about how you choose to approach it. And every person, and this is what has gotten lost in some of this conversation. You have a group of people, and we see them all over social media, who think that every single person has to do and abide by what they are told. Right. And then there's the rest of us. <laughs> who 
choose to live life how we seem fit for us, while at the same time being aware that what works for us may not work for everybody else. There's the do as you're told crowd, be a sheep, be a lemming. And then there's the, well, I'm going to live my life and I'm going to be responsible doing it, but I'm going to live my life and you're not going to tell me how to do it. And if you want to stay in your house for the rest of your life, which most of these people should do, by the way, because they're so afraid that we're all going to die in July and August and September and one little loosening of everything is going to kill the entire population, don't come out of your house. Be responsible for yourself and for the rest of us. Instead of constantly harping on the fact that we're all going to die, well, be responsible for yourself. Don't come out of your house. Get everything delivered to your door. Don't walk out of your house ever again. Stay in for five months during flu season. Uh, Don't cross a road. Don't get behind the wheel of a car. Um, Don't eat peanuts. You know, so, I mean, there's all kinds of things that could wind up doing harm to you. You should just never leave home. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. Your name, where are you calling from? Uh, Sparky over by Athena today. What's up, Sparky? Hey, I didn't think I'd ever be a naysayer, but uh, you guys are awful hard on Ensley. You know, this has never... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, hey, this has never happened before, and these governors are between a rock and a hard spot, but I agree that they've, they've gone too too far. But maybe he's listening to Ferguson too, too much. And uh, it's good. this election, the presidential election, and Ensley and Kate Brown and Ferguson is going to be very, very interesting. So, okay, I'll get off of here, guys. All right, Sparky, thanks for the call. And, you know, it's okay. You think we're being a little too hard on Peanut? That's fine. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is George from Badger Canyon. What's on your mind, George? Yeah, my wife is, you know, she's, like, so scared do anything that she hardly will leave the house uh she watches local news for an hour and then uh, world news or nightly news for another hour so two hours of coronavirus is going to kill you and she don't want to leave the house and, and you know george you appreciate the call and god bless your wife if that's the way she feels she is doing what she thinks is in the, is in the best interest of herself you know, if not leaving the house and not doing it is going to give her peace of mind and give her ease, I am certainly going to be the last person in the world to say anything against that. For all of us, it's a choice in how we choose to approach this. Me, I go out less than I used to. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I go out less than I used to. But at the same time, if I need to do something or I need to get something, I go out. I don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Don't wear gloves, don't wear, you know, I'll use hand sanitizer or something, but I'm not going to dramatically change my life for something that is not going to have an overwhelming negative impact on me, and I don't come in contact with a lot of high-risk people. So I'm not going to necessarily change what I'm doing. If you change what you're doing, more power to you. That's fine. Not going not gonna to condemn you or demean you at all because I'm not on the far left. That's all for the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Appreciate everybody tuning in, calling in, emailing in. Certainly our guests today, too, uh, Corey Pearson of the uh, Three Rivers Campus, Caleb Heimlich of the uh, Washington State uh, Republican Party. 
And a reminder, next Thursday, Ed, one week from tomorrow, yeah, we get our antibody tests live on the air. Yes, we do. Can't wait. Me either. ABC News is next in all your local news, weather, and more. The Afternoon Report. Stay with us.